are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training. Welcome to this episode of the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This is Daniel Davis. This week we are beginning a new unit titled Take Refuge in the Lord, and we are beginning with Session 1 of People Returned. After spending 70 years in exile, away from their homeland, the Lord brought upheaval to the kingdoms of the world, resulting in His people going home. We saw part of this upheaval in the previous unit, after the incident with the handwriting on the wall. As the Lord had foretold through the interpretation of Daniel, and in keeping with a previous prophetic interpretation of one of Nebuchadnezzar's dreams, King Belshazzar and the Babylonians were overthrown by the Persians. Using the imagery of Daniel 2, The golden head of Babylon gave way to the silver chest and arms of Persia. The result was a change in policy toward those who had been deported from Judah. True to his law, his covenant, and his word, the God of all grace would bring his chosen people back to the land of promise, the land that he had given to Abraham and that Israel had settled during the days of Joshua. In point one, we look at the beginning of the book of Ezra and see how the Lord moved a leader to fulfill his word. And not just any leader, but a pagan leader, the king of the newly cemented Persian Empire. Just as a side note, you might find it interesting to note that Ezra is probably one of the least read of the historical books of the Bible, especially given that it's from one of the least familiar periods in Israel's history. Nehemiah builds the wall, and Esther rescues her people, and we'll look at both of their stories in the next unit. But your group members might come to this book of Ezra and wonder what they are getting into. Add to that the nugget that the man Ezra doesn't even show up on the scene in the book by his own name until chapter 7. But this unfamiliar book of the Bible is no less significant than the rest of the books of Scripture. And like every other book of the Bible, the book of Ezra showcases the Lord's sovereignty over history and His faithfulness to His people. We see these emphases from the very first verse of Ezra chapter 1. The Lord, in keeping with His word through the prophet Jeremiah, stirred up the heart of King Cyrus of Persia to issue a decree allowing the Israelites of the 70-year exile to return to their homeland. And not just return, but to go home with the express purpose of rebuilding the temple of the Lord that Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed decades earlier. You may find the illustration of Japanese rice farmers on pages 65-66 through helpful for getting your group to grasp the sovereignty of God over human history, including the influence of a pagan king. As Proverbs 21.1 says, A king's heart is like channeled water in the Lord's hand. He directs it wherever he chooses. In point two, we see the Lord not only moved a leader, but he also roused his people to rebuild his house in Jerusalem. After 70 years, the Israelites had become settled in the land of Babylon, now Persia. In fact, in Jeremiah 29, the prophet had told the exiles to get settled in the land of their punishment, building houses, planting gardens, and securing the next generation. They were even to pursue the well-being of the city to which they were deported. But now the opportunity had arisen for them to return home. This would be more than a hotel stay. They would be uprooting everything that had grounded them for the previous few decades. They were leaving home to go home. That couldn't have been easy. But there were those who were ready for the move, ready to take on the challenge. Why? because the Lord had stirred up their hearts to do so. And the Lord provided for their needs for the journey, 
not unlike how the Israelites had plundered Egypt at the Exodus. Their pagan neighbors gave them gifts. The similarities between the Exodus and the return to exile have led some to call the return the second Exodus. In fact, in Jeremiah 23, the prophet said that the return would so mark the people of God that the Exodus itself would take a back seat to the second Exodus as the primary marker of Israel's history. With point three, we come to a brief bit of housekeeping, telling us the Lord restored the families to their homes. Ezra 2 verse 1 doesn't add anything more to what we've already covered and expect to happen out of the first chapter. With permission of the Persian king, the people who were exiled by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon were allowed to return home to Jerusalem and Judah. This is the beginnings of the restoration the Lord had promised. And while we don't take a step forward in the story here, this is an occasion for reflecting on why the Lord's promises are so valuable. Because God is unchanging. For which I point you to the doctrine on page 62 in your leader guide. Because God is unchanging, we can hold on to His promises with assurance and peace of mind, knowing He will keep His promises. That's who God is. The faithful, covenant-making, and keeping God. In Ezra 2 verse 2, we are given a list of names of people who returned to the promised land. You and your group may recognize the names Nehemiah and Mordecai from the Nehemiah and Esther narratives, but as you will see in the sidebar on page 62 in your leader guide, these people almost certainly are not the ones from those narratives. You may need to clue your group into this fact, but you can also use this to tease the coming sessions when we will look at the lives and ministries of these important men. But for the moment, you should make it a point to explain who Zerubbabel and Jeshua are from this list. These men are the rightful descendants of Israel's kings and priests, respectively. Not only was the Lord moving the hearts of a pagan king and of his people to rebuild his temple, but he was moving in the hearts of people to restore his rule and worship among his people, so that one day his son, Jesus, would come to fulfill both of these roles as the promised prophet, priest, and king. Though it took 70 years, God kept his promise in his perfect timing to return his people from exile in Babylon and restore their freedom to worship him in Jerusalem at the temple soon to be rebuilt. Since Adam and Eve's first sin, all humans have been separated and exiled from God and are in need of deliverance from the consequences of our sin. Jesus came to end this exile, bring his people home, and restore our freedom to worship God in spirit and in truth. Because we as believers in Jesus Christ have been freed from sin and have experienced God's kindness leading us to repentance and faith, we must make worship and obedience our first priority so that others may see the goodness of the Lord in and through us, hear our proclamation of the gospel of Jesus, and come to have faith in Him themselves so they too may be saved and begin the journey home. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.